calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. It's a good thing I haven't used up all my comedic material already. Wait, did you get a haircut for this? I got a haircut in general, but I did do a slightly This is how every recording haircut, yeah. goes. They just keep talking. It's true. <laughs> Zach, do you have your clicker? Do I have my clicker? I don't have my clicker. You are powerless to stop me. I didn't me. bring my dog clicker. <laughs> you are powerless to <laughs> no. stop me. That's amazing. He'll just keep talking about sports. Oh, also, everyone in the audience, keep in mind that because this is a live performance of the show, your interaction, your cheering will help fuel the character's power. We get things called glory points, which is like uh, inspiration, but better. Mm-hmm. And if, if something particularly cool happens and y'all make a ruckus, you will give the DM the power to give us glory, and that will help us survive and do cool stuff. I am also going to point to you when I need an audience reaction for the for the for what's happening in the story, so be ready for those. Yeah, but, you, you're a foley. <laughs> yeah, you are my foley today. Be like I hope you're all foley committed to this bit. And the crowd goes mild. Do I get inspiration? <laughs> okay, I, get- I mean, I really need to. I need to hear <clears throat> this shit. I need. A, I need a cheer. Give me some fucking enthusiasm. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm not supposed to curse. I'm sure there's children in here, or at least people with sensitive ears. All right. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to EXPN, your home for live coverage of the League of Ultimate Questing. Brought to you by Rock Shasta, two thumbs down. I'm your host, Warren Rustborough. And I'm Dirk Bradley. Say, Rusty, you ever get the feeling you're being watched? You're kidding, right? No. Dirk, we're live in front of countless adventure fanatics, champing at the bit for the latest coverage of the LUQ, the only professional adventure league in the cosmos. Well, yeah, sure, when you put it like that. I don't know, I just feel more live than usual. Like, if I do a goof up here, I won't be able to edit it out. I'm nervous, Rusty. Good. Now harness that feeling every time we broadcast, and maybe we won't have a repeat of your recent improvised one-man shrimp-eating contest live on air. Look, Rusty, those shrimp had been in my locker for a week. It was time to put them down. I'm not going to waste perfectly good seafood just because the red light's on. In any case, Team Gold Dragon has been specially commissioned for an off-world quest. Ugh, Team Gold Dragon. First of all, dumb name. B of all, why do we cover this novice team so much? Well, as fan favorites and the hottest team in the novice division, Gold Dragon represents everything you could want in a league team. You might say they're main characters. Besides, the title Gold Dragon is temperate. Assuming they're picked up by a hero rank draft, they'll earn a real name in due time. I'm warm Luke about it. What's so hot about the GD Gold Dragons? Well, first, there's frontliner Halifon Orison Jr., following in his father's legendary footsteps. Woo! 
the halo is finally coming into his own as a paladin slash barbarian. Plus, he pulsates with thick himbo energy. That's hard to deny. Then there's Gaspar Aleph Nunn, the headless phantom rogue from the infinite city of Abel, who's remarkable. <laughs> to get in costume, I have to cut my head off. I should have inserted <laughs> pause for laughs. Whose remarkable combat skill and mysterious backstory test remarkably well with a human male audience from age 20 to 35. I'm a sucker for edgy anti-hero archetypes. Then there's the adorable Penny Farthing. Penny to her friends. <laughs> This fawn is a barred warlock and the League's first ever plural entity. A creature whose soul is split among all the planes in the infinite cosmos. Wherever there are fae, one may find a version of Penny. Penny also features in my top three most huggable novices, just after Ursos the Barbarian and Unflimph the Flump, whose all those extra arms could have gotten him the gold, but his perennial clamminess is a real turnoff. And finally, Iavos is a door. Witness to the withering acre. <laughs> This strange old man recently awoke from a coma, during which his mind experienced hundreds of years as a farmhand on a desolate settlement on the far edges of eternity. There he learned the secrets of arcane and divine magic from a pantheon of defeic figures. Dusty uncles and huggable fawns aside, how's Gold Dragon's quest chops? Can they tumble a MacGuffin? Can they activate a plot device? Is there a machina from which they can deuce an X? What better way to find out than to tune in right now? I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Your hands graze the skin of the portal. Its texture like linen stretched tight over topographical landscapes made of damp, gummy candy. It pulls like a sack of grain, not with suction, but with desire. The need to feel the sensation of it grows as you push deeper into the artificial bend in reality. The trip is rough. The gate here is a limited-use beacon, and you're spat out unceremoniously as the viewers are treated to their first glimpse of their heroes. How? Describe your character. Uh, yeah. Uh, Halifan is an Asimov paladin. Um, he's about uh, six feet tall. He's in his early 20s. Um, he is a barbarian, so he doesn't wear a lot of armor, which means he takes all of hits. And uh, I think it's knocked unconscious second most after Penny. <laughs> Speaking of, Penny, describe your character. Penelope Fart. Penelope, Penelope Fart. <laughs> Locked in. Perfect. Perfect. It's like that forever. Penelope Farthing is a young fawn, meaning that her upper half is a human, but she has the ears, antlers, and lower body of a deer. She is dressed in studded leather armor. She is a combat bard with some warlock levels. She's currently carrying a very heavy bronze shield and sword. Next up is Iavos Isidore. Uh, Hello, yes. Nice to meet you. Uh, Iavos is a very old human man, looks like he's probably 60 to 70, but just decayed. Like, his body is aged, his skin is actually, like, ashen gray. Just left out in the sun. Uh, Yeah, like an old prune. Not that Um, 60 to 70 is that old. No, no, you're still good. Uh, he's the worst version of 60 to 70. Uh, he's the kind in life insurance commercials. Um, uh, Do you need life alert? Yes. I've fallen and I can't get up. I have a nine strength. Um, no, uh, he wears uh, tattered brown robes with mixtures of red and earthen tones that are just perpetually dusty. His uh, holy symbol items are strangely very loved household items like wooden ladles and quill pens and keys and a lantern. 
Um, and he carries a very strange, large sword on his back that he never wields that looks far too heavy for him, made out of an old plow. Uh, and he wears a pair of very finely ruined spectacles. <laughs> and finally, Gaspar. Gaspar, let's start off with the first thing you'll probably notice. Uh, does not have a head. He's got a nice bloody stump. So I can't do that costume. Sorry, guys. You could once. Once. <laughs> Uh, he ironically wears all black and edgy clothing because apparently the fans are really digging it, uh, at least that specific demographic. So we've got some nice leather boots, dark clothing, a saber, light crossbow, and he carries around a head of a bat-like humanoid in what looks like the netting of a buoy. So he j- that's what he uses to see. It's hard to explain. I know. <laughs> yes. So I see, hear, taste, and smell through a decapitated head that is not my own. If you are interested in the rules for the headless race, you can find them on our Patreon. Yeah. Thank you. You are dumped rough. Or, excuse me. You <laughs> Ow, my heart. Well, this, this adventure is going down the toilet already. Oh, this is going to happen a lot. You were dumped unceremoniously on rough-hewn ragstone, jagged edges expertly adhered with rusty brown oxblood mortar. Truly excellent craftsmanship. Which is a shame, because the quality of the flooring only serves to contrast how terrible the rest of the dungeon truly is. At first, the walls seem cobbled together from hundreds of different local stones, until closer examination reveals that they're all molded from plaster of Paris, papier-mâché, and still damp clay, each section hand-painted inexpertly. We wound up on somebody's 40k table? (laughs) (laughs) This dungeon made by kindergartners? Where's the macaroni? (laughs) What a strange place. Did we get a quest dossier? Also, does anyone feel particularly dirty after that transport? I need a shower. On the note of dirtiness, you notice that there are small portions of slime clinging to the walls with no clearly discernible source. There's a hallway ahead of you from which can be heard a very distant chanting. It's impossible to make it out but it's unmistakably voices. What are the odds that I have a piece of paper that has a very brief breakdown of our quest parameters? You actually have not been given any meaningful parameters on this quest, but you do know it's supposed to be an extermination quest. Ah. Okay. Well, time to look for things to exterminate, I suppose. (laughs) Let's talk to them first this time. (laughs) (laughs) Gaspar, I believe this is your speciality. What do I see that I can hide behind or at least... (laughs) Oh, wait. I take a step forward. (laughs) Uh, You step forward and you, well, the first thing you notice is that there's literally nowhere else to go. There's just a single square room with a hallway leading down the way. Can I, like, Kool-Aid man through a wall? You said it's, like, freshly painted, (laughs) plaster. You start uh, kind of, like, jabbing at it with your sword, and you do realize you probably could cut through a significant portion. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to stealthily Kool-Aid man. So gently rub yourself against the dungeon wall. (laughs) Take a week to erode his way through the wall. (laughs) No, I'm going to stab a little hole with my saber and then put my head up to it so I can peek through. This is the rogue's work, or skills at work. Um, You you cut through a portion of it, and eventually, after about a foot of just meaningless material, you eventually find rough sandstone. All of this is fake. So, that's fine. It's not our first time in a fabricated dungeon. This one just seems a little shortier than the other ones. But usually if it's a designed dungeon, it's finished. 
Yeah, this whole thing's looking a little bit slipdish. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps they got this one from the plane of Fiverr. <laughs> the plane of Fiverr. <laughs> well, uh, should we worry about traps or should we just charge forward like idiots? Well, you know which one has my vote. <laughs> Let's at least make a stealth check. My specialty. <laughs> Old clanky man. My bones creak more than full plate. <laughs> This is the benefit to being naked, as I don't have disadvantage on that. stealth checks anymore. The only advantage of Probably. being naked. Yeah. Well, I mean. Mm. <laughs> uh, Gaspar, are you going to roll a trap finding? Uh, yes. Thank you. A guidance. Ooh. <laughs> Perfect. That's a seven for investigation. With guidance. <laughs> what did you roll start? on a d4? How? Wait. Like, what is your bonus? <laughs> I have a plus four. I rolled a one and a two. <laughs> It's pretty great. It's like, there's no way they can possibly hide a trap here. Since you are apparently drunk or a five-year-old who flunked out of rogue college... I have no not, respect for this dungeon. You do not notice the trip wire before you, which is basically just a small length of hemp and rope. As soon as you trip it, however, nothing happens. You just hear a loud clunk, and then a portion of the wall kind of slightly becomes ajar. I've broken something. <laughs> That was a masterful disarming, Gaspar. It looked like you were fucking up. <laughs> I told you, this place does not deserve respect. <laughs> upon further examination, or excuse me, upon further infection, infection, that's right. Upon further inspection, you find what can generously be called a mechanism designed to pull a bucket of sand to act as counterweight to a dart trap. Upon deliberative activation, the trap finally shudders to life, only to dispense not the sharp agony of a poison dart, but a letter in elementary school cursive. It reads, buy slash make darts. The word make has been hastily scribbled out. The reason made abundantly clear by the discarded darts made from chicken bones and used toothpicks found inside the mechanism. A for effort. You also notice that there is slime clinging to the entire mechanism. I taste it. Hooray! Of course you do. <laughs> it tastes thick and, and kind of vaguely creamy. You know okra? It's like that, except less planty and more salty. Mm. Mm. I take the bucket of sand. <laughs> uh, there's nothing in the bucket of sand, but now you have a bucket of sand, which yes. I'm sure will come in handy at some well, there's, point. Uh, there's sand in the bucket of sand, I would assume. Um, this isn't an escape room, but yeah, carry, carry the bucket of sand if you want. This dungeon is going master. to be the key to the dungeon. Just you wait. I'm going to look at the slime. Is the slime craft glue? Uh, it is not craft glue. Okay. No, not at all. Nor is it hot glue or any other kind of. Have you ever tasted wait, craft glue? Tastes salty. like okra. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was never one of those kids. I'm gonna have to prove this later. Um, anyway, you still stand in this hallway. Again, distant chanting, slime periodically throughout. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to move forward and see if there's any kind of magic involved in this facade of shitty dungeon. As we move forward, should we hold hands and call it, make a callback to our very first quest? I, I don't think this dungeon deserves that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Holding hands is for dramatic entrances, not subterfuge. <laughs> you continue forward and find yourselves in a large room. These same beautifully designed floors are interspersed with obviously raised stones similarly made from the crappy plaster of Paris. Hmm... Exotic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to do like an arcana to kind of look around and be like, is, is magic holding this garbage together or is it just, you know, cellar tape? Mm, I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> You're fairly certain this place is suffused with ancient arcane magic, so you can practically feel it bleeding off of the walls. My gods. <laughs> 
It's all a clever ruse. It's Elminster's glue. <laughs> <laughs> I have was lost in the moment. I'm actually good at Arcana, too. That's the real stab. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, Gaspar is great at stealth and uh, <laughs> you know, trap searching. And yet... For the record, even though nobody ever asked, Hal rolled a 17 on his stealth check. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad no one asked what I rolled. <laughs> So Elvis is lost in his own mind, thinking of the countless possibilities and cosmoses in which this is a very significant and important place. Elvis, <laughs> what sort of horror has been revealed to you? Ah, oh, the chanting, it makes sense now. Yes, the song of its people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will search for traps, this time with feeling. Uh, it's not hard to find them. They seem to be very obviously raised up on the floor. But then when you track the mechanism, you find that it actually releases what looks like a hidden compartment on one of the walls. It slowly kind of judders its way aside, and inside you see a gigantic bloody cage. There's there's gnashing, like, uh, tooth marks all along the bars. Uh, there's blood and fur everywhere. And yet, no slavering beast to be found. Instead, just the desiccated skeleton of a warg. Hmm. Aww. You find a note that has been taped to the outside of the cage. It simply reads, Reminder, Feed Warg likes half-wet, half-dry. P.S. Ran out of heartworm pills. Try aspirin. (laughs) What are the odds that this dog skeleton is going to try to bite our asses in half? (laughs) Channeling your awareness of the arcane energies in the area, you can tell it's just dripping with necromantic energy and bound to jump up at any moment. Take caution, friends. Great evil resides in that corpus. <laughs> I'll use one of my divine senses to see if it's an undead. There is absolutely no necromantic energy coming off of this, this dog. It's just a dead dog. A very, very dead dog. You do, however, notice that there is slime coming from all around it. Yeah, I have us. As a partially like- dead person as well, I'm going to pet the dog. <laughs> this place is so magical it's befuddled my divine senses. I'm Sorry, guessing Angel, during the transport, I almost tapped into some kind of weird dimensional pocket that got in his brain, and now he's seeing through the veil. You do, however, sense a very distant foreboding, as though there is something here, but far away. Well, that slime was salty, so I'm going to press on, hoping to find a vending machine of some kind. <laughs> Tracks. You continue a little longer, and eventually coming to a hallway at the end of this large room, and... I want all of you to roll me a dexterity saving throw as the ground oh, below fuck. you looks springy and spongy. My bones. <laughs> not the best number. No, not the best number. I pulled a Sam Frost and rolled an eight on both dice for a total mm. of nine. Okay. What's everybody's totals? <clears throat> Three. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with my plus five, I also have a nine. Ooh. Gaspar? 21. Ah, that tracks. <laughs> what do you know? The rogue avoids the trap. Suddenly, the floor gives out below you, and you fall. Your gut drops, and yet there are no spikes to impale you. Instead, you are cushioned by a massive pile of trash. Sticky notes, candy bar wrappers, empty cans of rock shasta. However, the broken bottles of a warm, flat beardweiser have gouged you horribly, and you all take one damage. <laughs> oh. Ow! That is going to get infected. I drink some Beardweiser to get rid of the salty flavor. It's not good. <laughs> you missed the slime. I need a short rest. <laughs> At least okra is good for thickening vegan stews. Uh, Gaspar, could you lower a rope or something to help us get out of this tr- trash hole? Could you not construct a ladder out of that? All that trash? I think we're on a timer here. Oh, okay. 
I'll give him the rope. After us. <laughs> How deep is the pit? Uh, about eight feet. Oh, I'm just going to jump out. Okay. Use your mirthful leaps Using ability. mirthful leaps. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> racial ability. I figured out why I fell in the trip. <laughs> it wasn't dangerous enough to trigger danger sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. As you start to try to make your way out, you do notice an unopened letter with an LUQ crest, and inside there is an LUQ letter with the same letterhead. My literature senses are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple acceptance letter indicating that the quest is approved and that you are scheduled to arrive on this date. But clearly, they didn't open it. Mm. Does it does it uh, give the game away as far as like what we're supposed to be doing or pay or anything? No, this is just an approval approval of the quest. Oh, Wait, the the quest request is mm-hmm. is in the dungeon that we're in. No, the approval of the quest request. <laughs> seems like this dossier made it past middle management and straight into the refuse. <laughs> Did they invite us into their dungeon? Yes, I imagine some quests are probably given by some evil overlord trying to test their chops, as it were. Could someone get me out of here? I've got receipts in my ass crack. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. <laughs> um, I'm going to like hold on to Gaspar and kind of lean down so I can start grabbing people. Ayavos, did you find that next to an empty can of spam? I get your joke. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I see what you did. You eventually... I'm not going to laugh, but I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you eventually climb out of the pit and continue down the hall. And that's when something catches you off guard. There is a section of the wall that is completely open. There is a door on the other side with the words Brack Rum carved into it. B-R-A-K-R-U-M. You can hear the chanting getting louder and louder as you approach the door. And then, as you begin to reach for it, you can now truly understand what they're saying. Kevin! 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 <laughs> you open the door. Inside, you see a sizable break room containing row upon row of poorly constructed wooden chairs. Sat in each one is a goblin. At their head, perched on a precariously assembled dais is a slightly taller goblin, clearly marked as a leader by his lavish red cape which trails behind him, and an oversized crowd which seems a little gauche given his tattered leathers and rusted chainmail. He begins to shout over the din. All right, all right, that's enough. We've been at this for like 15 minutes. <sighs> okay, before we cut the They've Kevin... been chanting Kevin for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Before we cut the Kevin cake, there's a few things we need to discuss. First, I want to say how great of a job you've all done in the dungeon. I want to say it's coming together beautifully. I want to say that. But I can't, because it's trash! (laughs) Gods, I can't believe this! I go to one seminar on being your best villain. Krim Gobbins, by the way, is a visionary. And I come back to find this, this, this travesty! Is that paper mache out there? Well, we ran out of money after we paid the contractors for the floor. Which looks great, by the way. And there's sounds of assent from the audience. (laughs) Wait, you paid them? Like with our money? We're evil, you idiots. You don't pay contractors. We eat them. But, but where's your families going to eat if we go eating all of them? Contractors and other small business owners are the lifeblood of the economy. What are you watching, C-SPAN? We live in a dungeon in the middle of nowhere. There's no economy. Fine. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Moving on. Mung Butt fell down the stairs yesterday, slipping on some slime. So you all need to get signed the Get Well card. And someone needs to figure out where this slime is coming from. Next item on the docket. Someone's been eating all the snacks in the fridge. 
Whoever this perfidious midnight muncher is, they ate Kevin's extra special birthday hoagie and drank all of Dag Fang's prescription root beer. And there are sounds of outrage from the crowd. My root beer! Come on, guys, you know Dag has sassafras deficiency. If we don't get our crap together before the LUQ team shows up, we're never going to be famous. Skin Hat will have to go have to move back in with his stepdad. Gorfist won't be able to afford his supplements, and I'll have to go back to selling shoes at PC Cooper's Big and Strong. <laughs> hey, boys, I think it's a bit late for that. Suddenly, the goblins turn to you, and the crowd begins to panic. <laughs> <laughs> crap! It's the PCs! They're early! Uh, the, the form said it allowed two to eight weeks! Scramble! Distract them! I need to get to the throne room! Quickly! And he immediately runs out the back room. And the 20 goblins sitting in their chairs turn to fight. Happy birthday, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) You hear ice coming from the crowd. Four clusters of five goblins evenly space themselves throughout the room, ready to attack. And I want each of you to roll me initiative. Oh, beans. We are going to be using minion rules for this one. These goblins are equivalent of one HP, so any attack will fell them. Do you think I could convince them that I'm a male stripper that showed up for the party and they won't actually fight me? (laughs) Only if you manage to slaughter them while you dance. (laughs) All right, what's your results? 15. 14. I also have a 14. I got a 16 because I rolled a 17. 15, 14. That's good teamwork. All right. This uh, initiative is going to begin with the goblins because somehow uh, you didn't get the drop on them. You're too uh, stunned. The first group of goblins comes running up to uh, Hal and begins attacking him with their many rusted scimitars. However, they still only, for some reason, count as a single attack. Hmm. Does a 14 do it for you? It does. Oh, beautiful. I am very excited about that. That is my AC. That's going to be a 1d6, which is a 1, so clearly these goblins aren't very good at this. They're about as good at it as they are with paper mache. Um, they deal you a whopping 3 damage. These goblins are as effective as the goblins that I played in Kill Every Monster the other day. Oh no, we came at Bring Your Sword to Work Day. (laughs) (laughs) The rear goblins pull out their bows and arrows and take their shots, and they get a natural 20 again on Hal. That's a critical for you, my man. That does actually hit, FYI. It's a birthday crit. This one's a whopping 7 damage because they still roll terribly. (laughs) The, The next group of goblins, also with a short bow, take aim at Gaspar and get a critical failure and proceed to hit the other group of goblins, all of which are dead, and now you only have three goblin groups to fight. (laughs) Convenient. (laughs) That's one for for every party member. (laughs) And that makes it uh, Iobos' turn. Okay, uh, did I get approached by a group of gobos, or...? Not as yet. You are still standing at the back of the party. Okay, I'm going to move forward to one of the clusters of goblins... Mm-hmm. Um, at first trying to be like please friends it's going to be okay we didn't mean to come here so early we were just doing our job and does it look like they're going to try to attack me they do seem a little confused at first and they can tell there's, this is all just a big mistake but mm-hmm. uh, they're suspicious okay. well if they try to strike at me I'm going to prepare a spell uh-huh. to, to activate upon their aggressions now what spell is that? It's going to. I'm not going to waste anything but a cantrip on these little doofuses <laughs> that's uh, fair so I'm going to go for a sword burst okay um one of them tries to take a cautionary poke at you, but with some intensity. Kind of look to the group and be like, eh, all right then. <laughs> Said extermination. Your choice is made. Your sins are weighed. Now taste the sting of father's blade. Nice. And uh, I grab the hilt of the plowshare, and instead of wielding it like a weapon, the blade explodes into shrapnel, which whips around me for just a moment, and then snaps back together in the form of the sword. Ooh. And all of the goblins are going to have to... Uh, 
Roll a dexterity saving throw or take a d6. Um, what is the DC on that bad boy? 14? 14. They fail their saving throw, and uh, that's all in the area? It's within five feet of me, which is why I tried to get all up in there. Oh, yeah. Just really cram yourself into this pile of mm-hmm, goblins. Mm-hmm. Um, you successfully hit all of them, and they drop dead. You have two more uh, groups remaining, and that brings us to Gaspar's turn. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me do this to you. Uh, I'm going to just take the butt of my saber and... I see these goblins probably coming at me in a conga line. I'm just going to smack them on the top of the head and knock them out one at a time. <laughs> going to, like, steel drum them. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting. That's a natural 20. Oh, beautiful. That is rude. Oh, my God. So that's, um, like, 29 uh, non-lethal damage. Okay. Please, I don't want to do this to you. <laughs> I'm just going to cradle them down so they don't hit their head on the way. Well, I was going to say you only get to attack one at a time, and there's still that many. But uh, I'll say you get two good solid knocks out because of that critical. He knocks knocks one into another one, and that one gets (laughs) knocked out too. The the three stooges where you bonk their heads together. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. All right, and that makes it... uh, Wait, which of you has a better... Probably Penny. Penny? All right, go ahead, Penny. Um, Okay. Is, Is Kevin here? Where is Kevin? I think he was in the group that got shot. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Don't tell them. He elbows the other one. <laughs> well, back on Evdemonia, my home plane, I, I learned a, a song from the birds in the wild. It goes something like this. Cheap, cheap, you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to cast sleep. Excellent. Um, centered on the most gobos. It's... It's not going to affect any of my party members. I'm not even going to try to not hit them with it. I am, however, going to need to borrow some D8s because my D8 shattered today. Oh, no. Oh, no. Actually, Iavos took one damage. It might affect him. 16 hit points of Gabo goes to sleep. Excellent. Uh, That's enough to put two of them down. Uh, So two of them just kind of pass out in the middle of their group of friends while the others are just kind of panic-striking anything that's within reach. Am I an asshole for killing them? Was that a bad read? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That makes it Hal's turn. So you're saying uh, Kevin was in the first group? Does that mean his cake's up for grabs? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you talk that cake! (laughs) Do I I see the cake? There is a cake. It's actually shaped like Kevin. Hal charges the cake. (laughs) Always cake with you, Halifon. Are you going to do anything on the way? Uh, Yeah, this is a cakewalk, so I'm going to go right through the goblins. (laughs) How dare you? Uh, That's a point of glory for you, baby. (laughs) You reward this. They laughed. I get rewards. This is the only time my puns will actually, like, not... They are met with silence at the table. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Silence and, and angry stares from Zach. And he a dog clicker. He has click, his click, own. Click, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and furious dog clicker. I feel so bad I didn't bring my dog clicker. I know. <laughs> All right. So are you, are you attacking anything? Yeah, I'll just rage and charge the cake. Perfect. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have you roll an athletics check to see how many of them you knock over on your way. This sounds like a great plan. Uh, 19. Beautiful. Um, we'll say that uh, at least two of them in the middle of your path are either stomped in the foot and the knee in the face or just generally like ran through as though you were made of blades and he was made of cake. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll insert a bowling pin noise as I just go. <laughs> there you go. All um, of our editing that we do. You do find yourself in front of the cake, and yes. it looks pretty good. I, I rage eat. It's a it's like a Baskin Robbins ice cream sheet cake that now seems to be very melty. Ooh, okay, I don't rage eat. I'm gonna give myself an ice cream headache and take more damage than these goblins dealt. I'll eat slowly. <laughs> and Hal steals all the corner pieces. Um, that moves us back to the top of the goblins initiative, and uh, the two remaining groups. Uh... That's a critical failure. Yay! And a two. So there's that. Um, the, first, the first group manages to kill the second group, which is now unable to do anything. And now there's just one group of goblins standing terrified before you. Excellent. Is it Ayavos? Yeah, it's Ayavos. Yeah, that's you. Okay, I'm going to try to be less kill them all to this turn. <laughs> that well, now that you've like... murdered half their... Well, now that they've murdered half their party. <laughs> yeah, they, to be fair, they killed more goblins than I did. <laughs> um... So I'm going to try to solve this a little more peacefully. Uh, I am going to reach to my belt and pull out my sister's bottle of, of Planar Mysteries uh, and then uh, uncork <laughs> and say, uh, Halophone, how about a little more frosting? And I'm going to use a, a cold caustic brew to just kind of freeze them into a, a permafrosty ice statue for Kevin's birthday. I like that. Uh, so they're going to have to make me another deck save. Man, these guys are getting some wicked rolls. That's a six. Mm. Guessing that doesn't beat it. Nah, not so much. Uh, so 14 cold damage to that group of goblins. That's more than enough. Uh, they are all frozen completely in place, not unlike the uh, group of soldiers putting up the flag. Mm. <laughs> They're like putting up a pinata. Like. <laughs> uh, you stand amidst a large group of either dead, passed out, or writhing in pain goblins uh, and are largely completely free to do what you wish. And I think that's a perfect time for a break. Yay! And now a word from our sponsors. This is Talgadar. He's a barbarian. He's been splitting skulls and tanking hits since he was just a teen. But he's getting older. Sometimes he has trouble keeping his rage going. It doesn't stay up like it used to. Talgadar suffers from a rage tile dysfunction, and it affects one out of four barbarians his age. I wish to bring the fury. What can I do? Well, now there's Viagra. Natural enhancement to keep you raging hard on the battlefield. Ask your party cleric if Viagra is right for you. For rages lasting longer than 20 rounds, please contact an apothecary. Thank you, Viagra, for helping me steal my temper. stand amid the gore of the goblins. Dramatically putting his glasses on, I always says, and that is your employee review. <laughs> Piece of cake? Hal asks anyone. Yes, it was quite easy. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> was that the extermination? Do we need to go after that uh, middle management fellow? If there are people still alive or conscious, then yes. Damn. You do not trust the goblin men. You do not eat their cakes. <laughs> Don't know. You do not know what uh, <laughs> what spice they used in foul bitter bakes. There you go. Perfect. Well, well executed. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Goblin Market by Christina Rossetti? It was. <laughs> kind An excellent of. poem. Wonderful. Stop promoting other people's work, Dana. <laughs> it's fine as long as you give them citations. Fair. 
and they died 200, 300 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so which way did the boss man go? Uh, he ran through the only open hallway and just seems to disappear into the back of the dungeon. Most importantly, is there a vending machine in the break room? There's not a vending machine in the break room. Oh, God, there's fucker boss. There's just a refrigerator that seems covered in slime. Ooh. No time for cake, Hal. We'll come back for it later. As a treat. <laughs> All right. You uh, continue. Oh. No, no. Please tell me that you continue down the hall so I can tell you you continue down the hall. I stand in front of the door and do one of those, huh? For the people who are good at looking for traps and taking damage. <laughs> You continue down the hall. <laughs> As you go, you see a door on your left. It seems unlike the others, ancient and weathered. And a clean cut through the, uh, the tired oak is a symbol, a crescent moon. Mm, mystical indeed. There was a crescent moon tattoo in this tattoo kit. Good. <laughs> yeah. What could this symbol represent? Uh, perhaps search for traps, yes? Okay. I, I don't understand why they would run through their own traps, but... Well, it could be a switch on the other side or something. Uh, this is on the side of the hallway, not the end of it. Well, I can't ignore a mystical door. Of course. 17 this time. Um, okay, so you begin investigating the door, and finally, when you get to the hole that looks like a crescent moon, you peer through, and inside, you see a great mass of flesh and hair. You are bombarded with a dreadful odor, something foul beyond description, torn from the pages of the darkest eldritch works. This hunched, fleshy figure writhes in the dim light and groans desperately. Then it raises its head, and the hobgoblin says in a rumbling voice, Occupied! And he kicks the door of the outhouse. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Clearly he has more important things to do right now than fight you. Just stall-peeped a hobgoblin. (laughs) Does he take psychic damage? damage? He does not take psychic damage. We need to bottle that shit and weaponize it. Uh, not the literal shit. No, never mind. We're leaving. <laughs> Moving on. You continue down the hall, and as you go, the sound of construction becomes more and more noticeable. Hammering and knocking. And finally, you come into a throne room. It has gaudy decorations and poorly sewn tapestries, all of which depict the earlier seen goblin conquering and ruling over cities with tyranny. Everything is painted in golds and obnoxious cherry reds that seem to really clash with the general theme of the dungeon. Mm. The back wall seems to be mid-excavation. Beneath the sandstone, you can already kind of make out what looks like symbols carved into it. But your eyes are instead drawn to the goblin, who begins to cry at you. Welcome, heroes! To the, go- uh, to the dungeon of gobshite! <laughs> Thank you. Man, fuck your parents, really. <laughs> Silence, fools! Tell me, what do you seek? A stolen princess? Ha! I would not deal in so paltry a prize. Treasure? Apparently we have none. No, you must be here to thwart the plans of the legendary gobshite. Looking around this, like, gold throne room, I'm like, well, we know where the budget went. <laughs> um, uh, we accidentally killed all your friends on the way in. Wait, you killed Kevin? Well, no, actually, your other employees were responsible for Kevin. Don't oh, worry. Don't come worry on, man. The, don't worry, though. The cake is, is pretty good. Great. <laughs> we'll eat it at his funeral, you bastards. <laughs> I will rise up 
take over this entire plane and tear you down. I will use every ounce of my effort and hold the work, please, God. I am in the middle of my speech, which I'm not doing very well. I'm just dying at the idea of a birthday cake getting turned into a second-hand funeral cake. <laughs> <laughs> It's half-eaten already. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's missing the head, just like Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Cobbright turns to the people who are doing the work. What are you doing? We're, we're hanging Kevin's birthday party uh, thingy. What are you... Are you kidding me? He's dead. They just told you that. Fine, just... Whatever. Just stop working. Turns back to you. And what are you going to do about it? None of you have the gall... None of you have the gob to stand up to the gob shite. <laughs> uh, should we tell them the purpose of our quest? It might expedite things. <laughs> the one instruction we were given was the word exterminate, good sir. Exterminate? No, it was, it was supposed to be like a, 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 a... I don't even know. I just filled out the paperwork. Uh, I believe this letter is for you. Uh, On this plane of existence is tampering with the mail uh, illegal? Because I've already done it. I don't... Think, I don't think we have any male protection laws in this plane. Uh, <laughs> Ballforth, grab it for me. One of the goblins runs up, grabs the paper, runs back to him. And he Ballforth. <laughs> he starts yeah, his parents hated him even more. <laughs> he begins reading over it, and as he does, you can hear loud thumping yet again, hammering. And he says, God damn it, stop with the work. I'm just trying to... Oh, say, hey, what's your news? Suddenly, the great sandstone wall explodes outward with staggering force. From the dark recesses of the newly made orifice, slime begins to pour. Tentacles emerge, dripping to grasp the bystanding goblins and hurl them into the hole. One of them screams, Tell Maggie Mouth I've always loved him! And the other one screams, Feed my cats! Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Gobshite is immediately panicked and backs away from what is now the pitch black of the cave. Yet, inside of that darkness, great and terrible eyes begin to open, glowing a pale, sickly yellow. The tentacles wrap around the poorly constructed pillars of the throne room and begin to pull forth a nightmare from the dark. The creature is an endless mound of slimy flesh, pockmarked with puckered eyes and slavering mouths which babble incoherently. The barbs of the maddening gibberish tug at the recesses of your mind as you struggle to take in this whole unholy aberration. Yet it is not the horror of the beast that has drawn the attention of the evil tyrant known as Gobshite. For stuffed and tucked into the wrinkled folds of the nameless beast are empty cans of root beer and a single hoagie wrapper across, across which is scrawled a single name, Kevin. <laughs> Gobshite screams at the top of his lungs and lunges forward, mastering every ounce of strength in his meager frame can call to to bear. Uh, With a single swipe of a tentacle, the would-be tyrant is hurled against the wall to fall unconscious on the ground. Roll initiative. While you're a chef, what counteracts salt? (laughs) What? (laughs) The slime, it's salty, so we obviously we have to hit it with, like, cream or something. Sure, cream, that's the one. There we go. All kinds of stuff. If only I was heart attacks. (laughs) <laughs> a 13 beautiful 5 8 um 18 okay I like 18 ooh samesies doubling up alright so the first to go are going to be Penny and Gaspar y'all work out amongst yourselves who that's gonna be <laughs> you can go first after you okay um 
after you. After you. <laughs> so after you throw yourself this tentacle beast. <laughs> has this creature fully emerged into the room that we're in? It has. Um, I'm going to hit it with a fairy fire. Um, so it's going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. Describe to me your casting of fairy fire. Be cool about it. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. Um, Penny retrieves her flute from her side pouch and begins to, to play a lilting melody as the gold and red kind of melt off the walls and coalesce on the creature. Mmm, I like it. Uh, it rolled absolutely dog shit for its dexterity, which was already terrible, because you might imagine a giant mound of flesh is not great with the moving and the shaking. Not a, not a nimble sack of lips? No, it is not. No, this bag of buttholes does not really groove. Um, so, it does fail, and now it is under the uh, auspices of the beautiful fairy fire. Uh, next up is Gaspar. I am actually going to oh. use my bonus action. Excuse me, hit me. Um, as Penny continues to sing... Young Halifon's throwed with his weapon in hand to take up the fight in the field. The sun kissed his shoulders and platinum blonde locks as I bolstered his charge with my shield. Aww. <laughs> That's a point of glory for you right there. Yay. Is that a bardic inspiration? That is a bardic inspiration. <laughs> no, that was just for fun. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just flavor. Yeah. All right, and that is going to make it Gaspar's turn. Thank you for lighting up the target. <laughs> I'm going to shoot it with my crossbow. Mm, dramatic. <laughs> such flair. Such flair. I look- shoot him. Gaspar is far too practical for such poetry. I look over. <laughs> so anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> I look over at my bucket of sand. Not yet. <laughs> Not today, old friend. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's a natural one or a natural 20. I'll take the 20. Uh, are we Do you voting? Get a choice? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a question? <laughs> 31 points of damage. Good God. Okay. Good. Where do you sneak attack a mouse? <laughs> right between the gums. <laughs> Remind me, did middle management. Uh, get sucked into this thing? Uh, no, he's been hit and uh, is now laying unconscious in the opposite side of the room. Okay, cool. Then, using the pain that I've uh, manifested in this creature, I'm going to use my Phantom Rogue ability Ooh. to summon the uh, Whales of the Dead. Okay. And a soul is going to manifest into shadow, and a man named Nepet shows up, spectacles and a small dagger in his two hands is going to appear over middle management and stab in the heart. Oh, jeez. All right. Hi, Nepet. You're going to have Nepet kill Gobshite? (laughs) (laughs) He needs the experience. All right. Uh, Go ahead and roll me that beautiful bean. That's just three necrotic damage. Okay. Not quite enough to kill the, uh, the boss. Well... Boss in name only, really. Um, like all of them. He just signs the paychecks. <laughs> okay, is that the end of your turn? That is the end of my turn. Okay, and I believe that makes it Hal's turn. No, incorrect. That's Iavos's turn. I was going to say, what did Iavos do on his turn? Um, I think because we are, we're live and doing cool stuff, I'm going to burn two points of glory because we have a pool. Ooh. And I'm going to, uh, as a... Is a swift action cast a spell, Ooh. which is a, a very trademark a bless mm. on my friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone but me gets it because I don't need it. 
Thank you. I am too weak and awesome <laughs> to, to, to need such a thing. So we're looking at a kind of like an aberration situation here, like a horror, a Very cosmic so. chaos. Uh, so he's going to take a rusty old uh, nail off of his off of his necklace and uh, say, "We are not here to kill you, strange creature, but to make you right." He's going to hold it up, and this kind of like spectral hammer of energy is going to shoot out a series of nails to like fix it, you know, put it back together right, which is a magic missile at level two, three, level two. We're level four, right? (laughs) The live show is behind the current podcast, so we're actually down a level. I had to double check. So, So, yeah, uh, this is going to be a level two, a magic missile. The good news is I never updated my character sheet for level five, so I'm just. Laziness pays off. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Been waiting my whole life for this. Here comes some nails. Oh, not my usual magic missile glory. Uh, 11 force damage. Excellent. As the nails begin to cut through the flesh, it almost seems to try and rearrange the giant eyes, the mouth into a face. And as it does, it makes horrible, gibbering noises. (laughs) Zip it, lip shits. (laughs) Beautiful. And that makes it house turn. All right. Hal sitting here, you know, he's he's got like some frosting on his face still from the cake and everything, and he looks mm-hmm. at this creature and the the wrappers and the empty bottles, and it suddenly dawns on him that this is the creature that steals food out of the work fridge. <laughs> <laughs> this enrages him, and he charges it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well deduced, Hal. <laughs> Hal is going to... This thing is like made of mouths, right? Mouths and eyes. All right. You know, one of those... <laughs> Since since you can't edit them out, uh, I'm going to make a pop culture reference. You know that scene in <laughs> in the Galaxy <laughs> Two where <laughs> jumps in the thing's mouth. I'm very angry at you. That's what Hal does. <laughs> no, just straight in. No, the inside is just as tough as the outside, Hal. <laughs> Don't worry. He's gone. Yep. I'm going to give it heartburn. Next pop culture reference loses a glory. <laughs> uh, with my action, I activate my radiant consumption radiant consumption ability. That's Beautiful. a spicy paladin. It's a very spicy paladin. <laughs> that's a spicy meat shield. <laughs> uh, so that's my action and my bonus action um, and my movement. I'm going to spend a glory and make an extra attack, though. Oh, nice. Okay. That's a spicy meat shield is my favorite thing I've heard tonight. <laughs> so my favorite was the audience no, cheering no, no, at one of my puns. Wait. Oh, God. 17. I assume hits the inside of an aberration. Unsurprisingly, yes. Yay. So you're blessed. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'll still hit it. So we're Don't just gonna... forget your inspiration. Yes, you have every other bonus, too. And also, you get attack on a... Wait, a, this is a very important question. Can you get the bonus of fairy fire from something lit from the exterior while you're inside of it? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, actually. Yeah, let's... Uh, it is not big enough to devour you. Oh, it's a 19. Oh, so really? you're just kind of waiting? <laughs> I just stuck my head in it. You just put your foot in its mouth. <laughs> it's like trying to pull on a pair of pants. It won't fit. <laughs> it's like me trying to get into a kiddie pool. Uh, <laughs> nine? Nine points of damage? That sounds right. Are you sure you're a paladin? <laughs> I'll divine smite it. Yay! <laughs> Class abilities. Yeah. Is it undead or a fiend? Uh, it's an aberration. All right. Which well, is not. All right. Add another eight to my nine? Seventeen. Glory. Seventeen points of damage. Yeah. Beautiful. I like how you're picturing, like, jumping into this mouth, and you're just kind of, like, stepping in a mud puddle of lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is that the end of your turn? 
Uh, yeah, and at the end of my turn, it takes two radiant damage from radiant consumption. You're tanking again, Reyes. Don't you have two? Or did you miss one? Uh, no, my action was radiant consumption, and then my, my glory action was a second attack. It all comes together. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic, because um, it's now... Uh? Add another four points of damage, because I forgot radiant consumption adds damage, too. Okay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. And that makes it the greater gibbering mouther's turn. Because you are right up all in its jacksy, it's immediately going to bite a big ch- fat chunk out of you. Uh, unfortunately, its bite attack is pretty nasty. So, let's see here. Uh, how does a, an 18 do for you? That will hit. Okay, beautiful. And you're going to be taking 5d6 piercing damage. Okay. You're basically climbing into a sleeping bag full of teeth. <laughs> oh, and it rolled very well. Um, that's, let's see here, that's 14... Plus another eight. 22. Yeah, and then an additional uh, four damage on top of that. 26. There you go. All right. Have to 18. That nope. would have killed nope. me. Nope. That 13. would have killed me. I can math. <laughs> it's an unconventional but effective way to keep it from attacking your support casters. See? <laughs> In its mouth. Yeah. But because it has multi-attack, it then uses blinding spittle at Gaspar. How says, chew on this. The number of things that try to blind Gaspar is unprecedented. It doesn't have a head. <laughs> so, uh, the Mather spits a chemical blob right at him. Uh, it explodes in a blinding flash of light and goo. Each creature within five feet of the flash must make, uh, an immediate, make and succeed a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or be blinded. Um, and that's actually going to include Penny as well. You said dex? Yes. I'm blessed. Thirteen. I need that blast. Oh. Mm. 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 Even from mm. here, I can see a one on a d4. <laughs> uh, let's see. Seven plus six is thirteen. All right. Neither of you succeed. So you are both now blinded. So enjoy that. Oh, no. I am blinded again. <laughs> oh, no. I'm actually blinded. Oh, no. All right. And that brings us back to the top of the initiative with Penny. <laughs> oh, okay, catch me up on blind. Disadvantage on attacks. And dexterity, dexterity saving throws. throws that, you, that okay. require sight. Okay, okay. That is not good for me. Zach, can you add one more damage from my attack that I... Good God! <laughs> do, I mean, does anyone want to do like a team-up attack that doesn't require me to, to see? <laughs> it's a big ask. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, I love the idea of you being immediately blinded. You just go, combo move! Combo move! Do you want to lock arms and both of us blind are going to just swing oh, around? I've got a combo move for how? You want to yeah, be my, my, like, my seeing eye road? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to... I'm, I'm definitely going to... I'm going to take Gaspar's shoulder and, and like swing my sword around. Like, take me to him. <laughs> take me closer to the mouth or I want to hit it with my sword. It's a seeing eye sword? <laughs> I um, see you tapping the red-tipped sword on the ground as yeah, you make your way. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going to have to do. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go try to attack it with disadvantage. Okay, beautiful. Uh, it's pretty big, so you just charge forward at it. Go ahead and roll attack with disadvantage. Follow the, follow the smell of frosting. No, no, the good, adva- the good news is it's fairy-fired, so it cancels out the disadvantage. Oh, my God. Oh, you're right. How does that work? You're blind. Through the, through the darkness of your vision, you can see a hazy gold and red outline of the gibbering mouther. Um, I, I stab into the general outline and manage to get an 18. Yeah. 
It's like between oh. hell's legs. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. That is eight points of damage from Excellent. my short sword. Excellent. Now you need to add more damage like three times over the course of five minutes. <laughs> he loves it when you do that. So yeah. does that does that load my magic sword? That absolutely does. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a magic sword that when it draws blood, the next hit that it does does extra damage. So um, can I burn glory to take an extra attack? I'll say so. Uh, is that one or two glory? I believe two. Okay. We're, we're no, just I'll like a Gatorade cooler dumping our glory out into this. Yeah, we, we have some. <laughs> we're, we're kind of at our, our, our stocked glory limit, so let's use it. Yeah, um, maybe. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. 17? That definitely hits. It's a giant sack of lips. Trust me, you're going to hit it. <laughs> That's 10 more points. Marvelous. Okay. This thing is just pulsating and like oozing blood from every conceivable orifice. And by the way, there's a lot. Um, I can conceive a lot of orifices. <laughs> Penny is just like blind, screaming and slashing. Ah! Can I get your deer? Your deer? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's more accurate than you think. <laughs> I always want to correct it and do like an actual sheep's body. Yeah, you always want to do a goat, um, but that, no, that's a deer call. No, and I, I learned to do it for this character. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, and that makes it Gaspar's turn. So I'm just going to try and dodge around Penny as she's swinging wildly. So it looks more like a dance mm-hmm. because despite being blind, I am borrowing the senses of my bat head. Mm-hmm. So I do have echolocation. Yeah, you do. So we make it look good, but I'm going to use my racial feature and hex this thing. Okay. I just don't like you. <laughs> Please die. <laughs> okay, what do I need? And then I'm going to take my saber and we're going to do a little sword dance with Penny. Sounds good to me. That was a lot of dice roll. I'll let you lead. <laughs> that is a 24 to hit. That, um, no, that doesn't do it. Damn. Yeah, it's a, I'm sad. It's a big, huge butthole. Just, <laughs> you're done. Okay, thank you. You did it. <laughs> that is 16 points of damage. <laughs> God. All right. And once more, I'm going to summon Nepet to try and finish off middle management. <laughs> What's the damage on that? This guy's unconscious, right? Yeah, he's not going epi- cri- Critically hit. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Oh, he only rolls threes. Six damage. Okay. Rip gobshite. <laughs> is he still alive? He is. Nepit, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it's they an got- unconscious goblin. They got rid of the coup de gras rules in third edition. That's what's wrong with Nepit. <laughs> Nepit, you found your own heart with your own knife. Why can't you find this, guy's? And that makes it Iavos' turn. Halophon, double dog dare maneuver. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to hold my action until Hal goes, and we're going to do a combo move using two points of glory. All right. Fantastic. You go uh, next, though, right? You do yeah, go I next, do. so yeah. it's immediate. <laughs> so what's going to happen is uh, uh, on my turn, I'm going to use a healing word on Halifon at second level uh, just to knock you up a nice tasty four plus three. Please don't knock me up. Right, well... <laughs> Uh, and then on your turn, while you are attacking, I'm going to... You You know the thing when you lick a frosty pole in the winter and your lips and tongue get stuck to it? Intimately. I'm going to use that on the floor underneath the pile of mouths with a frostbite spell. <laughs> oh, no! So, like, I'm literally going to, like, freeze its lips. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Uh, you get that glory back, by the way. <laughs> and that's going to help Hal murder it from the inside out. There you go. 
Uh, skiddly bop. How do you cock a D6? I swear to God. Uh, I rolled a one and a one. Oh my God. <laughs> but I get an extra D4 from the glory spend. So another one. <laughs> Three damage. You're number one. Well, to be fair, all you did was frostbite its mouth through yeah. the floor. So. I was going to murder it with permafrost. Three damage, I'll take it. This is, this is cinematic. <laughs> and how? what are you doing? I'm just going to attack it, I think. I'm just going to pick up my plus one bone halberd of life stealing that, mm. we, that we got on... Bro K43? That's the one. I was going to say Raxus Prime. I don't know. Nope, not Raxus close. Prime. <laughs> it sounded Ball sci-fi. Ball <laughs> <laughs> The one name I make up on the spot, you people can't let it go. It's a good goblin name. Ballforth is fantastic. Especially since he works alongside Kevin. (laughs) Oh no, I just realized Kevin's parents loved him the most out of any of these goblins. They gave him a normal name. Poor Kevin. Nah, he's a Kevin. No offense to any Kevins in the audience. Get out! <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm attacking with advantage. Mm-hmm. And an extra D4. And an extra D4. Um, that will hit. That's, uh, yeah, it's 20 plus. Yeah, that's a lot. It's not a natural 20, though, which is sad. But anyway, uh, I deal an extra D4 for the bless maneuver. For the glory, yeah. For the glory maneuver? Okay. Combo. Combo. Yeah. Okay, so 1D10. That's a two. Wait, I reroll ones and twos. I have great weapon fighting. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an eight now. Yay. So, eight plus three plus two. You're watching the magic happen right now. This is 13. It, baby. Barbarians, everyone. Rain. Yeah. Carry them uh, on. 14 plus my level in radiant damage. 15. Is that all of it? What's our time? <laughs> I'm going to divine. I'm going to divine smite it again just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> More math. Yeah. So we're at 15 plus. 24 total. Just keep adding two to three damage every few minutes from here on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's damage over time. (laughs) Uh, 24 total. Cool. Well, this barely living gibbering mouther who had like three HP left is not going to survive that. You charge forward. Well, we're not really charged so much as explode outward through its mouth, splitting its lips and gums into a gory, bloody mess. It's like when the the team runs onto the field and they like run through the banner. Exactly. (laughs) But it's lips. You run through them like a sports banner, spraying confetti everywhere, except the confetti is just blood and gore and viscera. Teeth. And yeah, teeth. it's teeth. A lot, way more teeth than he has any reason to have. Oh, it's almost no. like he was bleeding teeth. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Content warning. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and there's the body horror, everyone. Oh, by the way, uh, the normal show has a lot of body horror, and I'm very Aww. sorry about when that. When Zach runs. <laughs> when I run. Law doesn't do that as much. Anyway, uh, you horribly massacre the gibbering mouther. And at that, you can hear in the corner of the room, gobshite, slowly... <laughs> Waking up. Did you stab me while I was unconscious? None of us did. It was not. <laughs> technically, it was neither of us. It's, that's technically true. <laughs> that's beautiful. Look, I'm really sorry about this. I, I put in the quest. Can we, can we call it off? Can we just say never mind on this one? Get a mulligan? <laughs> I mean, are we still getting paid for this? I mean... You can take whatever money we have. Cool. Or you can pull up the floors. They're really expensive. <laughs> What's going to happen to that goblin's cats? I bet he probably eats those cats, so I wouldn't worry about them too much. 
Oh, they're feeder cats. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Look, I, I know this is a lot to ask, but could you fill out these comment cards? <laughs> I can really use a five on this. I'm really, this is my, new, this is my first thing. Fine, but we're taking the cake. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Excuse me. Hal rates him four stars because there was no vending machine in the break room. No enchantment tater flakes. That sucked. How's that, Dirk? That dungeon was awful. Just some slapdash ramshackle stack of spackle. They didn't even they didn't even spank the gobshite. Instead of a fun goblin romp, it ends up with a sandwich-stealing body horror? Well, Dirk, not all dungeons are what they appear. In truth, even the lowliest works of art have something to teach us. Where you see a trap, I see a lesson unlearned. I, for one, was delighted to see so simple and strange a story. This malformed comedy of errors. Despite it not being like our usual thing. Perhaps even because it wasn't. Now why don't you in the grunge dungeon get a room in some other dungeon? And then you can both give birth to little single-cell jails. They can grow up to disappoint me all over again. I thought as a veteran fridge thief yourself, you'd have at least enjoyed the office politics. Ah, sandwich stealing is old hat. Everyone knows you're supposed to secretly replace your co-worker's fancy subs with some bodega baloney. That way, they think they're losing their minds, and you get to ride the subway all the way to the lunchtime. I knew it! Tune in next week when we're, when we're discuss uh, drilling small holes through the cork of your co-worker's fancy wine and replacing it with Wild Berry Beast Rock Shasta. I hate my job. so much for coming. Like I said, this is our first one. I hope you enjoyed it. Normally the game's a little bit more structured. <laughs> this, uh, we usually cram a lot into a short amount of time because we have a very digestible one hour episode length, but this is like times ten. Digestible. Digest. Uh-huh. <laughs> we fight mouths. <laughs>